You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Good news. That expression is found one time in the Bible. It's found in the Old Testament. Proverbs 25, the Bible says, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. That expression is not found in the New Testament, but the word gospel is the good news that you and I have to talk about. It's the good news of the Christmas story. The the word gospel literally means good news. Now, we know that the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And I want to tell you, friend, that is good news. That's the best news in all the world. The angel came to those shepherds in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's the good news, is that there is a Savior. You've heard the expression, no news is good news. Well, that may be true in some cases, but that is not true in our case. And the reason is that we're all sinners. And with no news, we're on our way to a place called hell. That was not a place that God prepared for you. That's not a place that God prepared for me. That's a place that God prepared for Satan and for the demons. But can I tell you, If you and I do not come to accept the good news of salvation, the Bible says we cannot go to heaven. Uh, All of our righteousness is like filthy rags. That's why we needed a Savior. And so the choir just sang about the good news of the gospel. I'll say quickly tonight, the first thing about good news is good news needs to be true in order to be good news. How many of you have ever had somebody tell you something that sounded good, but it wasn't true? Let me see your hands, all right? I can see a few hands back there. I've got a few friends. I don't know if I'd call them friends. They're probably enemies. I've got a few friends on Facebook that every once in a while, they like to post on Sunday, free chicken sandwiches at Chick-fil-A today only. How many of you know at first reading, that sounds like good news, but the problem is, It's not true. When it comes to good news, I want to know the truth. Don't lie to me. Don't try to make me feel good. Uh, Don't just tell me something if it's not true. As a matter of fact, I'd rather have bad news that's true than good news that is false. The gospel is good news, and I'm glad to tell you that the word of God is true. The songs that the choir uh, sang tonight about Jesus, about the manger, about the cross, about uh, the salvation that comes through Jesus, it's all true. And it is more true than anything you and I have ever said, anything we've ever read. It is true because God said it. Number one, good news is true. But secondly, good news must be told. Someone has to tell it. If we don't tell it, then it's really not good news if it doesn't get to the intended recipient. Good news must be told. Otherwise, good news is lost. Otherwise, it is no good. I wonder this evening, who are we telling about the good news that Jesus saves? 
I wonder who needs to hear the good news this week about Jesus. Maybe there's somebody that you work with. Maybe there's a next door neighbor, maybe a friend, maybe a family member. And the truth is they're lost. They don't know the good news. They've never accepted the fact that Jesus Christ came and died on a cross to save them. I want to tell you, you and I can tell them the good news this week. Good news, number one, is true. Number two, it must be told. But number three, good news must be timely. I've heard this expression many times, and I'll tell you it's absolutely true. But they say that good news is only good news if it gets there on time. I wonder who it is that you know or who it is that I know that maybe they need to hear the good news soon. Maybe they don't have long to live. Maybe now is the time when their hearts are open. I believe that receiving Christ and receiving the gospel is much like a pendulum. You've seen the, the pendulum or, or, or the rope swing, and that rope swing is swung out. And if you don't get it the first time, it's never going to be closer. Every time is going to be just a little bit farther away. And I wonder who it is this week that perhaps God's already been working on their heart. Maybe it's you here tonight and God's already speaking to you and somebody invited you to come and hear a Christmas cantata. And as those songs were sung, you realized, I need that. I'm missing that in my life. I need the good news. Well, I want to tell you, tonight would be a wonderful time to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ because good, good news must be timely. And then lastly, I'll say this, good news must be taken. It must be received. You must take and accept the good news and receive it and make it your own. You've got to do something with it. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, that salvation, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, we all understand the principle of a gift. A gift is something that is given, but a gift must also be received. I, I use this example sometimes with children. But I'll say, how, how crazy would it be if there was a, a Christmas present with your name on it and you never accepted it? Or someone brought you a birthday gift or a birthday card or whatever it is, and, and, and the gift was given, but you never received it and made it your own. And I tell you, salvation is a lot like that. It's a gift. But you have to accept it. You have to receive it. God's not going to force you to receive it. Uh, here in this church, there is nothing we can do to make you accept salvation. That's a choice that you have to make. But I'll say this, it ought to be an easy choice. Because Jesus did all the work. Jesus paid the price. He died on the cross so that you and I could receive a gift of eternal life. The gift must be received. It is said that after 9-11, there were many people that were interviewed. There was a survey taken of about 300 survivors from the Twin Towers at 9-11. All of those survivors from the South Tower were interviewed. And those who did the interview, they said this. They said those who did not delay when they received the warning, by and large, those were the survivors. Those that waited, 
Those that, did, that didn't think it was urgent, those that didn't think it was possible that those buildings could collapse, those people in many cases were the ones that did not make it out. Can I tell you tonight, you don't want to put off what you do with the good news because tomorrow could be too late. Next Sunday may never come. 2024 may not be here for you and for me, but God's given us tonight from that survey and from the folks they interviewed from 9-11, the survivors, they also found this to be true. There were many people who were in groups. Some of those groups were small, some of those groups were large. But they said this, those people who survived were influenced by those people around them. There were people in a group that would say, we have got to go. We have got to get out of here. We have got to do something right now. And those people that survived, the majority of those folks were in a group, were surrounded by people that said, now is the time. Can I tell you, I want to be a part of a group like that that encourages people. A group that tells people, a group, a, a group that shares the good news. And friend, I want to tell you tonight, it's good news. But the question is, what will you do about it? Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.